wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible a prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for this hour because uh, we prepare a wonderful program for you and also a great, great uh, free offer, a wonderful book, which I will come uh, a little bit later to talk about uh, that one. I may just give you the the title um, to just uh, see what I'm going to talk about. And we are going to give you a book called The Next Superpower. You may be interested to find out uh, about this uh, book and what this book has to say. But uh, stay tuned because I will come uh, a little bit later to talk about that. But you know that uh, you can be part of this program. If you are a regular listener on Faith FM for this program, Drive Time, I'm always inviting you to be part of our program. And you can send us a text message as we go through this hour with the thought uh, a question if you have or uh, just something to encourage us, maybe even to let us know where you are listening from and um, how uh, how life goes uh, over there. We are going to talk about uh, a very important thing about the church uh, in um, this uh, post-biblical um, times. And the number where you can send text messages to us as we go through the program is 488 Double one is the same number where you will uh, send the text with a code, which I will give you uh, a little bit later for that free offer which we give away. Now uh, the number here again is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Please don't hesitate to send us a text message. Say hello to us, and uh, uh, we'll be very happy to to hear from where you are listening. But uh, before I'm moving on, I would like to say hello to our good friend, David Gilmore. Pastor David, how are you, David? I'm very excited. Jesus is a wonderful friend to have. Oh, I'm very excited to have uh, Pastor David with us today on the radio because he come right from the heart of Australia and he's ministering uh, to many people on a quite vast Area, area there. Where are you located, uh, Pastor David? I'm right on the north side of Alice Springs, right in the heart of Australia. And uh, you cover quite a, a large territory there, to say so. Uh, can you just share with us a little? Maybe we have listeners uh, there through Vast. I think we we are broadcasting there through through this uh, uh, network. And yeah, which yeah. areas are you involved? A, well, part, a part of Alice Springs, of course. Uh, Alice Springs is virtually um, more or less in the centre as far as north and south are concerned. So we're right up to the north as far as Tennant Creek and around that area, which is from Alice Springs about 530 kilometres. Mm-hmm. Then we go south down to the border and there's a community there called Fink where we have a church. We have a church at Tennant Creek. And then we have some uh, smaller groups uh, going right across to Western Australia. Uh, so it's and we go also to the east to Hearts 
range and various other communities that are towards the east. So I guess it's at least one thousand kilometer radius or more in places. Wow, wow, that's uh, that's quite an area, you know, to travel around. I know that um, it's a vast area because myself, I've been to one of the, I mean, a couple of places actually. I've been to Alice Spring, uh, I've been to Tennant Creek, uh, but what um, brings some memories to me is when I went to Fink. Now, Fink is located pretty much not far from the uh, geographical uh, center of Australia. Is that right? Correct. It's only 18 to 20 kilometers from the, uh, there's a certain place there where they have a, uh, a flag up and it's it's a marker of the very center of Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's wonderful. And um, how how is weather over there right now, David? Uh, it, we It's been quite hot up to last week, around 36 degrees, but now it's dropped down to 20 uh, maximum and 8 in the morning minimum. So it's cooling right down rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, during the summer, it can get very hot up to 45 degrees or more. Yes, and uh, and it can be sometimes uh, nights a little bit cool, even in the summertime. But hey, uh, it's wonderful to be able to experience different things in different places. You know, when I went to Northern Territory, I could see different climate. And uh, in Queensland, the same. Here in, in South Australia, it's beautiful right now. Uh, just a very mild, um, you know, like we have 20-something degrees, 21 probably today. And... Mm. Um, Looking forward for a good, good um, uh, weather for the week um, we just started. And uh, just, uh, David, maybe a couple of more things about yourself. Now, I know you are a passionate uh, man to serve God, to share the good news with as many as people as possible. Now, I know you as a, an, an evangelist, um, you know, a speaker. You travel around in the country and even overseas. Um, yeah. But uh, can you tell me, can tell our listeners just a little bit uh, about yourself? Because we don't have you as often on uh, Faith FM as we would like, but yeah, just a couple of things. Yes, well, I was brought up in a Christian home and we, I really enjoyed going to Sabbath school and learning about the, the Bible and uh, Jesus became a, a very real friend to me. And uh, when I was young, there was something that happened to me which changed uh, my understanding of Jesus in a, a dramatic way and led me to be doing what I'm doing now. Mm. We used to have, uh, my father owned a motorbike and a sidecar, and at, uh, on the Christmas holidays, we would go for an adventure driving and we'd have a tent, we would pitch the tent, cook a food on a fire, and uh, this particular year was 1965, I just turned 12, and we were planning to go down to Tasmania from, and we used to live in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. My mother was sitting in the sidecar to our left, I was sitting behind my father on the bike in the pillion position. And we had traveled all the way from Brisbane down to Melbourne. Mm. 
we were about to catch the ferry after the Christmas weekend down to Launceston and uh, to have our holidays in Tasmania for my first time to go there. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were driving in Little Collins Street in Melbourne, I heard somebody clearly in a very commanding voice uh, tell me, hold or, or talk to us, hold on as tight as you can. Well, I was expecting my father to answer this person. Mm-hmm. So when he didn't answer and I looked at him from behind, I noticed that he didn't hear what I had heard, which puzzled me because it was a very clear, audible voice, just like you can hear us speaking to each other now. Mm-hmm. I looked at my mother and I was even more surprised to see that she didn't hear anything either. Now, in those days, there were no seatbelts, no helmets. Uh, It was uh, early days, and uh, later on, helmets came in and other safety features, but we had none of those in 1965. It was December 25, Christmas Day. There was very little traffic. In those days, nobody uh, opened their shops or even the petrol garages. There was no business. It was a... A religious day, a family day. Right. I couldn't see anyone. I looked around and I couldn't see anyone who, I couldn't see who was talking to us. And I was so curious, I did a very careful uh, look at around in the, at the cars. There was a parked car up ahead. There was nobody walking. There was no traffic, not a person in sight. Then I heard the voice again, hold on as tight as you can. It was very, very impelling. It it really caught my attention and gave me the sense of urgency that I should hold on. So I did. I held on to the seat. I girded my legs around the bike. I was like glued to that bike uh, very, very firmly. When we came up to an intersection and as we were crossing in front of two oncoming cars, the engine, which wasn't running too well, stalled. Mm. Uh, and the car impacted quite severely the sidecar and spun us around. And uh, when that happened, I was, uh, when I took the situation, I could see my mother on the road and I had a sickening premonition. I, it was a very sad time in my life. Right. My mother there on the road, and she was uh, taken to hospitals. She was put on support systems. But uh, through the Christmas time, we were hoping and praying. But I had a, uh, you know, I just knew things were not right. Right. In fact, she was um, brain dead. She'd had a knock to the head. And I lost my mother at that young age. And that really... It, it was a threw me into grief and and depression and mm. and you know, various grieving uh, feelings and processes. But one thing that I never forgot was that voice. Mm-hmm. Why my mother was allowed to rest then, uh, God knows, and I don't question that. But there's one thing that was clear to me: he had a reason. For my life. He saved my life that day. I would have gone flying into that car. I never held on. 
I was only, uh, you know, only had light clothing on, T-shirt, shorts, sandals. I would probably have been killed for sure or at least severely injured. And, you know, because Jesus saved my life, he did it on the cross. But he's done it more than that. That was one particular time. And it made me want to see my mother. She was a faithful Christian right to the day she died. So was my father, who died many years later. Uh, I want to see my mother again because I've read in the Bible there's going to be a resurrection of those that believe in Jesus. Okay. And my mother taught me about Jesus. And I want to see her, and I want, I want to bring others that I've found that I can tell of Jesus a wonderful story about, so that we can have a happy reunion. And I want Jesus, who saved my life, to think, well, yes, I'm glad that I saved David because he has appreciated it and he has loved me more and served me. So I'm in ministry because I have a passion for seeing Jesus at the second coming and the resurrection of the righteous and going home and praising him for the way he's done wonderful things in our lives. Uh, that's wonderful, David. Thank you so much for sharing with us that uh, story. And yeah, even though it brings memory to you, but uh, because you have that hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, that um, you haven't lost uh, your mother because uh, you continue to serve Jesus Christ, to serve God, to serve God, that you may see her again at the resurrection. I think yeah, that that's exactly. wonderful. And, you know, this goes very well with our uh, uh, theme for uh, this week. Uh, we are talking about uh, church and ministry in yeah. a post-biblical world. Now, what is church? You know, sometimes we're asking ourselves, or what is ministry? And you just share with us uh, how um, an experience you had in your life um, mm. consolidate your faith. And you are in ministry, even as a pastor now, to tell as many people as possible about the wonderful God which you learn mm. about, even though you lost your mom. And you may have yeah. many questions, I believe. You had at that time many questions. Why? Why at mm. 12 years old uh, going through this um, uh, situation? Uh, but yeah. I'm glad that you found answers with God yeah. rather yeah. than, uh, you know, to, to let the discouragement to come upon you. Yeah, thank you again. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That's uh, wonderful. Now, David, um, we are going to take just um, a few minutes to go uh, a little bit to talk uh, under this uh, segment, World Watch. Uh, just a couple of articles, uh, if we can. And yes. uh, my dear friend listening today, if you have any thoughts, any comments, please let us know. Send us a text message uh, to 048-888-11 and we'll be very happy to share that with uh, our listeners right here on Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are also very thankful to the support of Adventist World Radio because that's uh, how our um, program is able to go on air. Um, now, uh, David, I look at a, a story, an article just happened, uh, you know, not long ago. Uh, and mm. uh, this article just a few days ago came uh, through here. It's about... Um, 
a minister, a pastor in the United States and a church, quite a, a large church, putting together a bit of a show for Easter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> this really, really caught my attention uh, because while we are talking even today about church and ministry, I wonder if uh, we have a um, foundation on what we are doing in the church or we are just doing church. You know, are we doing church from a biblical point of view? As I said, at um, the Sunday service on the Easter uh, day, there was a production in this church called Ransom. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, you know, what this include in the church was a dozen of dancers, you know, flashing lights, uh, pyrotechnics, you know, and yeah. even, even demonic characters. Mm. You know, there was a presence of like, uh, Kesha, Justin, uh, Timberlake and Beyonce and all those songs. Uh, and wow, this was something special for even for those people who used to go to that church. And I, I read some of the comments coming through and said, I could not believe, you know, and people watching this because yeah. this was not broadcast live, but somehow, Mm. somehow, little uh, videos uh, went into social media, and uh, it created, really created uh, a big waves of um, concerns and comments uh, about this. Now, uh, what's your uh, perspective on something like this, when we, even in the church, with, let's say, an opportunity, an occasion, like as people celebrating Easter, for example, you know, or other things. And mm. you bring all those things in the church. Is that appropriate? I mean, this is how church is in this uh, uh, post-biblical world? Uh, that's, that is a, a wonderful question, and, and I think it's an important one because uh, if we're going to be worshipping God, I think we should, first of all, uh, consult the way that he gives us counsel mm. to do Now, because it's a post-biblical era, uh, some people tend to go more to the side of entertainment mm-hmm. uh, rather than going from the biblical perspective of how did they worship and how did God instruct them to worship. If you go back to the first books of the Bible, uh, worship was a, a solemn thing. It was it was a, a joyful thing. There was praise. There was happiness. There was singing. But when it comes to dancing, although the children of Israel occasionally did have dancing, it was more as a joy of coming through the Red Sea, for example, or David when he was going before the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. But when they were in church, uh, there was more uh, reverence around the sanctuary where they used to worship before churches were built. Mm-hmm. It was reverence. There was uh, the songs were more of a uh, not so much an entertaining uh, fast tempo. It was a different style. And when Jesus came, he used to worship inside uh, what they used to call synagogues, which were something like our churches, and uh, the the style of worship was the same. They hadn't changed it. And then when we came through the Reformation times, right through the modern times, it was still the same 
style of worship. Mm-hmm. I think as as we're getting now to past looking at the Bible as the, the foundation of our um, instruction and way to worship or even what we believe, people are coming in from different angles and it seems as if they're borrowing uh, some of the entertainment and the, the styles of singing and styles of, mm-hmm. of doing things more from the worldly perspective that is quite popular with some people. It's interesting, David, that um, let me just um, uh, hear a a little bit what uh, Mike uh, Todd said, because obviously he responded in the social media after this huge waves of uh, controversial, you know, uh, thing. And interesting what he said. I would like you to just listen to this and maybe you you may have a comment. He said, uh, he said this, we are going to go to the age on this mm. he was talking to the team you know to, in the churches and then pastor how far on the age are we going to go mm. and mm. he said we are going to the to do everything short of sin mm. he, he added we are going to reach over and grab the people who thought they were nothing that god mm. hated them that god won't forgive them we are going to snatch them back I mean, he was going, he was, he's saying here that he's prepared to do everything, you know, now. And, and this is what uh, he continued to say about the story of the fall and redemption. And, and they were uh, portraying there even the crucifixion. And I, I believe mm. on that video, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a, a woman crucified, you know, <laughs> or, or uh, you know, put on the cross, you know, to represent her. Now, is this what we should do in the church to grab the attention of people or invite people to come to the church to feel uh, comfortable? I mean, uh, how far uh, should we go? Or is that any uh, instruction in the Bible? How far should we go? Well, you know, I think this the motive of this uh, pastor may have been quite good. Um, it, it, Jesus did come to seek and to save the lost. And he did make people feel comfortable, like Mary Magdalene and other sinners who had uh, really, uh, you know, made a, a real mess of their life. They had, had wandered far from the way. But when it comes to how we do that, I think really the best way to do that is the way Jesus did it. Right. Uh, it, it says in the book of Peter, he is our example and that we should follow his steps. So how did, I think it's good to ask ourselves a question, how did Jesus bring the, you know, those that are in the world, those that were, were lost, those that felt as if they, uh, you know, weren't accepted with God or whatever it may be, not accepted by the church or whoever it was, Jesus reached out to those in love and he not only, uh, I think a big contrast between what we're seeing with that program and what Jesus did is uh, he taught them to go and sin no more, to turn away from their old lifestyle. Now, I think what some churches seem to be doing, which this this uh, particular situation seems to demonstrate, is they're making things like the world so that the world can feel comfortable. Yes, but, uh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. But Jesus didn't do that. He, he showed them there was a better way. Yes. He made 
feel comfortable. Yes, he didn't condemn. You know, it, Jesus said to the woman in adultery, neither do I condemn thee. Mm-hmm. But he did say, go and sin no more. Now, uh, I know that the pastor was saying that anything short of sin. <laughs> but um, the question is, when you look at the, that sort of style of worship, uh, is it really glorifying God? Yes. The Bible says whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. To me, that or entertainment is drawing attention to the performers. Uh, it's a, it's a totally different style to anything we ever see in the Bible. Absolutely right, David. And uh, you know, as I watched that short video, I was myself very concerned about the things which I I saw there. Um, mm. And uh, yeah. Uh, we need to be very open about this and uh, not to allow everything to come on the front of the church there because uh, we represent Jesus, as you said. And uh, when we represent Jesus, we need to represent it in the uh, in the way the Bible portrays it. You know, uh, to like David, the King David says, you know, come before God in war. You know, like in in uh, reverence and all mm-hmm. the, all those things, but not uh, you know just put a show a show yeah. there to think that you'll attract people. Now, saying that, um, uh, Mike is uh, claiming that he reached out to uh, 70,000 or something like that people, you know, uh, to mm. this kind of way. Uh, but actually, people coming back and saying that they couldn't see anybody remaining in the church. It's one thing to just tell them, okay, there is a God or something like that, but it's another thing uh, people to give their lives to God. Probably I'll leave this uh, this there for the moment. But uh, hey, my dear friend, listening today, if you want to um, find out a bit more, yeah, you can uh, Google uh, Google this and um, learn a little bit more about uh, this uh, story about you know Pastor Mike uh, Todd uh, responded to that ba- black clash from a controversial Easter service in uh, one of the churches in United States. I'm not going to mention that, but you may find out that uh, if you like. Now, David, just very briefly, I want to touch on another story uh, which caught my attention. Now, this is a, a singer, you know, uh, somebody who was very up there in the show business and a country, a country star, you know, uh, Granger Smith. Um, yeah. And he talks about uh, that he wants to give up that uh, sort of life in comparison with what we just talked about. Um, mm. He wants to give up uh, his uh, career as a singer, mm. as a country singer, and enter into ministry. Why mm. would a person like him, you reckon, will choose this to enter in ministry? And uh, he says, I just want to glorify God. <laughs> I think that's yes. a beautiful thing to say, eh? Oh, really, it truly is a wonderful thing. And I, I was reading that story, and I noticed that there was something that happened to him which was probably a little bit similar to my experience. Uh, and that was the loss of his son, his mm-hmm. son. Dr- and I think he started to look at what he was doing and what he would like to do. And he saw that he would, uh, as he mentions, glorify God. And he thought he could do that in ministry more effectively than even though singing is a type of ministry. He mm-hmm. wanted to, I think get down to more the way Jesus uh, did ministry, caring for the those that are hungry, those that are uh, thirsty, naked, pr- imprisoned, 
Now, those that are, are needy, are sick, mm-hmm. uh, this is the ministry that Jesus did. And uh, that's one thing I love doing out here in the centre of Australia, to actually get in and do the things that Jesus told us to do in ministry. It's a, it's a simple, it's a humble work, but you can see the Lord bless you when mm. you just follow what Jesus asked us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, and I, uh, as you just said, that seems so s- similar with your story, <laughs> you know, and you chose to enter in ministry to be able to share with more people about the love of God rather than mm-hmm. to just complain. Or in parallel with uh, what modern uh, people think, you know, with in, in modern churches, to bring the world in the church, thinking that that's how uh, um, they will um, bring the bring to their attention, you know, the love of Jesus. But I think we need to follow, as you pointed out, David, a few times, biblical uh, advice in regard to how to reach to other people. David, well, we may leave it there uh, right now because uh, time is flying. But my dear friend listening today, uh, please don't hesitate to send us a question with uh, your thoughts, um, a comment if you like in regard to even these articles. But uh, as we move into the uh, study we have prepared for today. Now, the number where you can connect with us is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And I'm going to take a short break now. Just have a song. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. And we'll talk about the offer also, the free book which we have for today. The Lord said, stand
wonderful song by the Isaacs uh, Paul's ministry um, a beautiful beautiful song and uh, with the, I love the country uh, style too and I'll, I'll say hello and I may butcher this name I'm really ask for forgiveness if that's the case but thank you for uh, messaging us from uh, Townsville is that um, uh, Gidex I don't know how to say it but it's uh, David you may help me out it's uh, G-I-D-E-X It sounds right I, I'm not exactly sure myself either But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, it's good to have you with us uh, Listening from Townsville uh, I hope you also enjoy this uh, Beautiful song like uh, Country style um, And uh, yeah Please continue to, to stay with us and listen And while uh, we We're talking about our listeners, uh, David, I'm going to talk a little bit about the offer which we have for today. Um, a wonderful book uh, uh, which we are going to give it away right now. It's called The Next Superpower. And this one talks about the ancient prophecies, global events and the future. This is a wonderful yeah. book by... Mark Finley and uh, just to give you a um, couple of um, you know just some heads up in in regard to this book uh, it's about uh, a king he had a troubling dream uh, but a magnificent uh, dream you know about an image which was the head of gold the chest of an arm of silver and the belly of uh, bronze and legs of iron and uh, the feet of mixture of iron and clay now that's in Daniel chapter 2 in the book of Daniel chapter 2 uh, now uh, this uh, prophet offers an amazing interpretation we're talking about Daniel here um, which uh, talk about the four kingdoms which will follow one after uh, the other. And the history proves that, which is uh, fact. You know, this, this is not just uh, how some people like to say some Bible fairy tales. <laughs> you know, this is reality. And my dear friend, uh, today, I would like you to have this book in your hands. You need to send us a text message to the number 04888-80811 with the code SA114. 114. Again, SA stands for South Australia. 114. Don't leave any space in between SA and um, the number. Uh, send that text. Just 
don't say anything, just put that code and uh, our friendly robot will take you through uh, some questions. Uh, and I'm really encouraging you to get hold of this book because you really enjoy it. Really good. Yeah, I, I believe you, you may uh, be familiar with this book, are you? I do. I have that book and I highly recommend it. It would be exciting. It tells the kingdoms right down to our time. Exciting. Mm. And it tells you what's coming ahead of us too, which is really interesting. That's very important. Now, uh, David, in the next few minutes which we have left now, I, I really like to talk a little bit with you. I mean, you, you to share with us uh, in regard uh, of church and ministry. And just I'm going to ask you uh, this um, this question. What is the mission of the church? Is still relevant today, David? Yes. Uh, it, if we go and want to find the mission of the church, the best person really to ask that question would be Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus did tell his disciples just before he left that all power in heaven was given unto him. And he said, therefore, go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And he said, Lo, I'm with you even unto the end of the world. And in the book of Acts, he says, you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and into the utmost parts of the earth. That includes right out here, mm-hmm. South Australia, Townsville, where we have some listeners, or wherever you are. Uh, that is the purpose of the church, to tell people about Jesus and to not only tell them and teach them and baptize them, but make them disciples so that they will go on and share the message with their family and friends and and to continue. And that way, that's how the message spread so very quickly in the early days of the church, so that the whole world, every creature under heaven, the Bible says, had heard that message mm-hmm. in the time of Paul. Yes. So that's, that's an exciting message and a wonderful opportunity for us to share that today. Yeah, now, and again, David, when we're talking about uh, ministry, and uh, we shared a little bit earlier, even under this the um, World Watch segment, that people they do church as they think is right. Um, but when we look at the Bible and Jesus, in particular, uh, the one who came to show us to teach us how to mm. to live, um, in in particular in these days. No, uh, in these modern times, because many of the prophecies of the Bible refer to the time we live in. And uh, we yes. just mentioned about Daniel. I mean, if we go a bit further in the book of Daniel, we'll learn that God revealed to Daniel exactly what is going to happen in, in the end of the days. And even said to Daniel, uh, shut that book. It's not for you. It's for the yes. time of the end. And we are mm-hmm. living in those times. We can see with our own eyes and we see a lot of, uh, um, how to say that, the, you know, I don't want to offend anyone, but to, to say nicely that we do church or we play church, if you like, just to entertain ourselves, to um, make ourselves feel good. Uh, yes. Is that 
what God expects or what we should do? I mean, to just get the attention of uh, other people and being able to talk about God, or or are we really missing the point here? Well, that that I think is probably one of the most important questions anyone should consider, because uh, when you look at the Book of Revelation and the Book of Daniel, as we mentioned in that that wonderful book that is the offer the free offer, mm-hmm. it talks about a true church standing on the moon in the book of Revelation chapter 12 and clothed in the sun and 12, a garland or a, a, a crown of 12 stars. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about a lot of other women. Now, in the Bible, women are a symbol of churches. And yes. it's about one pure woman who is following, uh, standing on the moon. The moon is a symbol of the Old Testament and the sun is a symbol of the gospel and Christ in the New Testament. And the 12 stars are a symbol of the testimony of the 12 apostles. Uh, You know, the Bible tells you that the pure church is following the commandments of God and they have the testimony of Jesus. Yes. you find scriptures in the prophecies. And these other churches... They have some of the truth, but they don't follow all of the truth. They they appear as Christians, they act as Christians, but there's one difference between between the true church and these other churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are called a term which is referred to as Babylon. Now, in Babylon, it was a place of entertainment. It was a place of of uh, making it look bright and attractive and and to not just glory in reveling. And, and you read that in Daniel, uh, one of the chapters there, the king Belshazzar was having a great feast. So that was the way of Babylon. It was entertainment. And they sort of mixed religion with uh, worldly ways. So I think as we look at the Bible, this is a very dangerous uh, way to go because the Bible says in Proverbs there's a way that seems right unto a man mm-hmm. but the end thereof are the ways of death. So uh, Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life. There's no other way to worship except the way Jesus did. Absolutely. And uh, in Jesus' experience, if we read in the New Testament, in the Gospels and uh, many other parts uh, of the New Testament, he was uh, emphasizing of the Word of God in uh, yeah. in uh, in his uh, approach I mean, going to the synagogue uh, or going in you know on top of the mountain or uh, where multitudes of people were he was mm-hmm. using a uh, lots of parables and uh, you know things uh, to tell actually what the bible says the gospel yes. the, the gospel he was not just bringing there uh, some entertainment or you know he was everything what he did he was uh, directing people to the God of the Bible. And I think think this is very important because even today we have this temptation today to make it very attractive for people. But what can be more attractive than to to reveal the will of God to people? I mean, through through the word, through the word, because... uh, I cannot, um, you know, I cannot help right now, but to be disappointed to see uh, so many times in churches, uh, 
other things happening and less you know prayer or uh, preaching of the word or even even sermons with our own interpretations and things like that yeah. why not to yeah. do like Jesus pick up the bible and see pick up picked up the scroll and read from Isaiah you know absolutely he in fact quoted the book of Isaiah mm-hmm. Jesus quoted Genesis he referred people to study the book of Daniel he even named the book of Daniel mm-hmm. and he said Uh, the scriptures that Paul was writing, he said, the scriptures are able to make you wise under salvation through faith in Jesus. It says that in Timothy. Mm-hmm. So the word of God, in fact, another place it says uh, about the Bereans, that they searched the scriptures daily, whether these things were so. So the Bible was their authority. The Bible, They tested even the preachers mm-hmm. by the word of God. If they, If it wasn't according to the word, And in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, it says they speak not according to the law and to the testimony, which is the way they referred to the Bible. It says it's because there is no light in them. Yes. Yes. So All right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, David, uh, just hold your thought. Uh, I mean, if you want to uh, say something, I'm going to take a, a short break again here. And uh, when we'll come back, I would like also to hear from you a little bit more about ministry and how you are involved in uh, in ministry. And you may yes. share with us maybe a couple of uh, stories. But right now, um, I want to just talk again a little bit about uh, the book which we have for offering. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And yeah, we just said uh, a little bit earlier about this uh, book, uh, David, uh, which you you said that you read it also, uh, entitled um, uh, "The Next uh, Superpower." And I believe uh, we all want to know who's going to be the next superpower. But oh, you know, the Bible reveals that. We just need to give attention to that. And this book uh, by uh, uh, Mark Finley will help you, my dear friend, to discover that, to discover what the Bible talks about a superpower in these times we live in, in, in the end of times, to uh, to say so. And uh, if I could just uh, mention a couple of uh, things here about the dream, which the one of the kings of ancient, uh, you know, um, Babylon had, King Nebuchadnezzar. He had an amazing dream about uh, an image, a statue, um, head of gold and arms and chest and silver and then the belly of bronze and legs of iron and the feet of iron and clay and so on and so forth. And then the interpretation of this uh, uh, superpower in that ancient prophecy spanning over 2,500 years, it was fulfilled fulfilled every single particular aspect of that uh, prophecy in the book of Daniel. And Mark Finley, it's um, expanding in this book, my dear friend, uh, which we are um, uh, very happy to share with you today, the next superpower. You just need to send us a text message with the code SA114. SA114. Please do that and uh, our friend the robot will take you through. Now, also, while uh, I'm taking a break here, I would like to mention to our listeners that we are not going to broadcast from Adelaide in the studio uh, from uh, tomorrow onwards until the end of the week. We are going to 
move uh, ourselves to Barmeras in a beautiful place of uh, a Riverland because we have a big camp there with the church. And if we have, um, our, you know, our listeners from Riverland area, if you want to join us and even say hello to the team, Faith FM drive time team there, you can say that. And please come and see us uh, at uh, Riverland Events Center, which is, uh, I believe it says here, 52 Field Day Drive, Barmera. And we'll be very happy to see you there. And please share with uh, other people um, in the community over there to come and uh, and have a chat with us. Probably we'll have the studio there, and we may even take interviews from uh, some of you if you have some stories to uh, to share with us. Don't hesitate to contact us uh, or send us a text message, and we'll be very happy to follow up that uh, with you. Now, David, we have very little time now, maybe five minutes left, uh, and I really want you to share with us a little bit about uh, um, how do you uh, practice or uh, how do you understand ministry in the church? Well, I I just uh, think the most important thing to do is go forth and uh, follow the Gospel Commission. The church is not a comfortable place where we just want to uh, feed ourselves, we just share the gospel with everyone we can find. And while the church is uh, doing, having that focus, it's a happy church. Everyone is enjoying and more and more people come in and the church will grow. So following the example of Jesus and the early apostles, I think is the best way to, uh, you know, fulfill ministry and it must be you must be feeding daily yourself. There's three legs to the Christian stool. Mm. One is prayer, and uh, the other is Bible study, and the third one is witnessing. If you have those three principles balanced and strongly established in every day of your ministry, it's a, a total guarantee of success because that's what Jesus uh, told us to do. Mm. And Ask Jesus. Uh, I don't profess as a pastor to have any wisdom on to know what to do from one day to another. I ask His guidance through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I share the Word of God, He brings things to your mind. He He creates interest. He brings people to you and to the church. Our church here is overflowing so much. We need to build a new building. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not big enough. Uh, we have a lot of children. We have youth. We have every age group, and we have many cultures. So I think if you follow that biblical principle, God is guaranteed you will have success. Wonderful, wonderful, David. And uh, yeah, it's so great to hear uh, that uh, in the center of Australia, right there in uh, Alice Spring, things are going very well, and you need even to expand. Uh, the yeah. building there to build a new church there to accommodate those people who are interested in following God. Uh, yeah. you, you don't need to bring, um, and I know I've been there, uh, David, I really appreciate your work uh, there and the ministry, um, you have over there. And I've seen the church full, um, 
when uh, when I could really hear the word of God. And I remember some uh, speakers which you organized to have there talking about revival and reformation and preparation <laughs> for mm. uh, each one of us for the times we live in because we are going to be attacked from all angles by the yes. enemy of God and the enemy yes. of our souls. You know, we cannot afford just to live a life of um, um, show. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. we need to really focus on what God is telling us because that's what, what is very important. I, I know myself, I came from a show business background and I know how important it is to, mm. uh, to focus uh, on the real thing, you know, to prioritize uh, the real thing in life, not, um, not to just take it easy and, uh, um, yeah, just cruise thinking that uh, everything is going to be fine. And I, I hear this a lot. Yeah, we are saved by grace, which is true. That's the reality of the gospel. Uh, mm. But with that comes responsibility. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's not just that we can do whatever we like now because we are uh, saved. Uh, Jesus died for us and we can now live our life as we wanted because he paid the price. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm. He paid the price. Yes. The one who, who was sinless, he died for us that we may yes. live for him. Mm. And I believe this I is the, the, the very important thing. All I right. Know. Look, David, uh, our time is uh, up today. And just before I'm closing today, I wonder if you could uh, maybe um, lead us in a, in a sh- short prayer and um, bring together this program. Absolutely. Our wonderful Father in heaven, thank you for showing us the way by sending Jesus, for giving us the word of God for giving us a purpose in life and showing us how to run church, how to run our personal lives, how to come closer to you and how to have a hope that cannot be crushed even by sad circumstances, by the way the world is now. We, we have a wonderful hope in Jesus. Bless each listener. Bless their, their challenges. Bless whatever they're going through and may it draw them closer to Jesus so that when he comes, we can all be ready in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. 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 And thank you so much, David, for taking a bit of time and come with us on Faith FM Drive Time. Looking forward to uh, have you back uh, when that's possible. Until then, may God richly bless you over there in uh, in Alice Spring and all the uh, beautiful surroundings areas there. And keep uh, walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Until Thank he comes. You. Mm-hmm. It's oh. been a pleasure to be with you, and God bless you and your wonderful ministry too. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. And my dear friend, um, uh, listening to Drive Time BQ and A, uh, we are inviting you to join us again uh, tomorrow. We are continuing to talk about church and ministry in a post-biblical uh, world, um, and we'll be broadcasting from uh, a Riverland uh, area will be at um, Riverland Events Center in Barmera. Uh, the address is 52 Field Day Drive, in case if you want to come and say hello if you are living around that area. Now, we are broadcasting in uh, Riverland area on uh, 87.6. Please uh, um, check these frequencies as we drive around because uh, we are broadcasting on 88 mainly in Adelaide but also 87.8 and 87.6 in some parts of our state 
and that's the case in all around Australia. Uh, check these frequencies in just in case if you run uh, into some areas where uh, you lose the signal. But even better, it's to uh, to have us on uh, um, on the app, Faith FM app. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful time with our Lord Jesus Christ. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Open my lips I will sing your praise forever Open my lips, O I will sing your praise forever A broken spirit and a contrite heart These you will not despise Open my See